0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 795. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, a, a real good one. It's a cool, it's a very nerdist thing. Uh, it's called the Harry Potter Alliance. Did it. Son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I spent so much time figuring out what they do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the book thing, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Show them comedy festival it is. All right. Uh, you want to tee me off again? No, it's okay. okay. I, kind of, I kind of loved all of you kind of guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I got uh, the Show'em Comedy Festival, which is both a comedy festival and a cool charity thing where they're uh, taking all of the uh, or a fair amount of the proceeds, and they're going towards uh, different good quality things that. Uh, Show that laughter can do more than just be dark people talking on stage. That's fantastic. That
3: was. It was also fun watching the high wire act of that sentence. Me being trying formed. to. Sometimes These when you're trying words, to. We don't know where are ending. Trying to soon.
0: promote things, sometimes we forget that you have to say all nice things and not dive into darkness, which is my default. Yeah. But to go to showemcomedyfestival.com dot com and check out what they do because they're doing really cool stuff. Katie, uh, newlyweds Moshe Kasher and Natasha Lagero are doing a honeymoon tour. Oh. Yeah. They're such a great couple. They're amazing. And uh, it starts in Hawaii on May 22nd, and then they're going to Washington, Oregon, all throughout California. You can find info and tickets at MosheKasher.com.
3: I think it's Hawaii. <laughs> I think it's Oregon. I think it's Washington.
0: Why did you throw a hand shaka out for every single one of those states? <laughs> you did that? it for Hawaii, but then also Oregon?
3: Well, I don't know. I
0: just... just a cool Hawaiian guy in every state.
3: Yeah. Look at this Howley
0: over here. Actually, <laughs> I said it more. I'm not sure that was the right. I love that character. Oh, look, at look at this Howley over here. Over
3: here. Like, That's the 1920s.
0: Uh, Andre Hepburn in Hawaii.
3: Yes, you know I love I love when the Howleys come into Hawaii. I was hanging out
0: with Jonah Ray. He's, <laughs> He's my knight him. in shining armor. He
3: certainly is my Portuguese sausage. <laughs> uh, this episode is... This was really fun. I... Uh, I went up and did a a, a periscope, uh, like an hour-long periscope with the founders of Twitter because Monday was the 10th anniversary of Twitter. And so they said, do you want to moderate this? And I said, well, uh, I know I have to do Talking Dead Sunday night. I have to be at midnight on Monday. And they said, well, it's Monday morning at 8 a.m. in San Francisco. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Because I've always wanted to meet these guys, and I feel like... Did you fly out after Talking Dead on Sunday? Yeah. And then You're I, an insane And then person. I flew back in time for the morning meeting at, at midnight. Jesus Christ. So, um, I, but I felt like it was very important for me to do it. To, I wanted to thank these guys in person because so much of what I do... Would not have existed without Twitter, the at sign, without the ad symbol at midnight, for example. But even just the communities of you know people that for for Talking Dead and for Nerdist and the podcast and for everything. And so I wanted to meet him and I wanted to to thank them. And, and so this is this so I went up and I went up and did this and uh, and I and it was a really great chat. It's 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 very Twitter centric. Nice. So I'm just telling people if they if you you know. I guess if you're like, oh, you're going to talk about his Twitter. Well, yeah, all we're going yeah. to talk about is Twitter. We were there for the tenth anniversary, but I just I thought it was such a fun chat that I said, can I put this up as a podcast? And they go, sure. So they just gave me the audio. So this is me talking on the tenth anniversary of Twitter at Twitter HQ in San Francisco with Ev uh, Williams, Jack Dorsey, and Biz Stone, and uh, and it was great and very enlightening, and they were very nice. God, it's so weird to think there was
0: a time before Twitter. It's just everywhere now. Yeah, I know. Like, there's at handles and Twitter handles just. Everywhere you look. It's hard to imagine a time before. That's so weird. Yeah, I know. But
3: here we are. And thank you very much, Twitter. I'm going to say thank you. Yeah. Here's Nerdist Podcast number 795 bonus episode this week with Ev Williams, Jack Dorsey, Biz Stone, creators and founders of Twitter, right here on the Nerdist Podcast. Katie, tweet the thing.
4: Now entering Nerdist.com.
3: Well, I'm, uh, I'm Chris Hardwick. I'm here at the Twitter headquarters with a fabulous view of the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, which looks much more two-dimensional from this far away. Uh, I'm here with the founders of Twitter, Ev and Biz and Jack, whom I've never met any of you before, and it is a tremendous honor to meet you. It would, there were very few things that I would leave Talking Dead last night, get on a plane, come up here, and then immediately have to go back to work back when I get back home, but pretty much everything that I've been able to do has centered around Twitter in some way and it has been such a significant <laughs> thing for everything I do it was very important for us me. too that, that's so crazy <laughs> so it's the ten, it's your tenth anniversary um, did you have any inkling ten years ago that this is where everything it flew would, by like, like ten minutes underwater we're all like, <laughs> 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 where what are some of the highlights so, so right now Twitter has three twenty million active users. A billion unique visits a month. Um, that's all me. That's just you. Eighty <laughs> percent uh, active users on mobile. You have thirty nine hundred employees around the world. So just, just kind of love to get some beats about where it started. He's wearing his Twitter shirt. You're wearing your. I designed shirt. that shirt
1: and I don't have one
3: anymore. Why aren't you? Why not? you not it, it. should it. charity. charity.
1: I, I forgot. Did you say you were gonna
3: wear and then you were the no, one? No, I did didn't. It. I
1: couldn't. I don't. Couldn't find it because I I regularly
3: purge my closet and I accidentally purged my most treasured t-shirt. So where where did Twitter come from? What was what was the idea behind it, and how did you guys think it would be something that people would be interested in? Do you want me to tell my version of the story? Yeah, why don't you tell your the version of the story and then they can... They can they my version... Go ahead again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell my version, and then Jack will tell me I'm wrong. But my version is that Jack, I mean, this guy, Ev. <laughs> Ev said, look, things aren't going well at, at our other company that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And why don't you guys all
2: just podcasting. That that it obviously was, wasn't going go. we <laughs> yeah, to it, was. it was working
3: out. <laughs> <It's>, wasn't <Why the laughs> podcasting company, but it was podcasting so long was ago running. that
2: it was like it was two early You time.
3: were you were like you were like maybe four years ahead of your time with podcasting. Maybe even get. further anyway,
1: yeah. back. Anyway, so uh, Ev said, look, things aren't going good, why don't you guys all just pair up? And I think there's like twelve of us or something. Ten of us, twelve of us. No. Why don't you guys all just pair up I just work on something crazy, except for a couple guys still have to work on audio, and uh, <laughs> and um, I think he picked the anarchists to keep working on audio. Anyway, um, <laughs> the
2: they uh, didn't listen.
1: Yeah, they didn't do it. So um, my. As I recall, Jack and I had always been finding ways to work together at Odeo, like doing little projects. Like, wouldn't it be funny if, when the system crashes, it says the system's crashed? Okay, and then I put a little checkbox. that says, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and he was like, Ah, that's right. Let's do it. So we would just do weird things like that. And um, and so for me, it was kind of like when you're asked to find a partner in gym class, and you're like, Don't worry. like we're gonna be. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like an understanding. <laughs> And so, uh, and so we got together, and I was like, I want to do something real, I just want to do something simple. Something it's going to take a while, by the way. Something that I can just totally <laughs> understand. And I, and I was like, how about picture blog? And just you take a picture, and that's it. That's all, you, that's all you do. It's one picture, one blog. And Jack had obviously been thinking about this for a while, and he said, I have a, I have a different idea. That's a great idea. but. <laughs> He's, and he pointed to his Aon's messenger, <coughs> and he pointed to the statuses of each person. And he said, do you notice how each, some, they're meant for online, offline. Mm-hmm. But he said, do you see how some of my friends are, like, saying actually what they're doing, that they're having a bad day, da, da, da. And he asked me, do you think we could make a whole, like, a whole thing just out, of, just out of knowing what your contacts are doing without even asking them? And I was like, that's genius. Let's do it. That's how, that's why that's, what, that's what I remember. ten years later. that's what I remember. that's how I remember like the very first idea, and then we like built it up but what, but Jack had already put some thought into well, no, it we were also doing
4: a ton with uh, with phones and sms in the yeah. company yeah and uh, and we we're super excited we were playing with sms groups and uh, we were rethinking audio to be more group based and it was this one push button way to broadcast yourself uh. Using your voice. Um, but we're exploring ways of doing it with uh, with a group um, and actually have more group group broadcasts as well. And SMS was just getting big uh, in the United States at that time, and we were all pretty enamored with it, fascinated yeah. by it, and using it nonstop, learning it uh, very quickly, and making a lot of mistakes along the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a. We realized the problem with podcasts at the time was they're interesting when you're away from your computer, not when you're at your computer, but getting them. So you wanted them on the phone, but it was a year before the iPhone, right? And um, so actually putting something on the phone was a pain in the butt. So SMS was this intriguing way to get things to people's phones. Um, and we entered it through, well, how do we get the audio of people's phones? And then it turns out other things make sense on the phones as well. <laughs> Not just audio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jack actually, <laughs> I remember him thinking, like, we could
1: also
3: add audio. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> 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 so it was basically just kind of Unix philosophy of, like, we just want something that just does one thing and it does it very well. And you didn't want to crowd it with a bunch of other stuff right off, right off the bat.
4: And also in the Unix philosophy, very hacky to start. We hooked all these systems. Uh, yeah. place together. We learned everything about SMS. We had our SMS stack running on a little old Windows laptop that crashed. I, remember, I, no, laptop, I unplugged yeah.
1: it. Remember when we got the bill for $250,000 and I just unplugged it? <laughs> <laughs> like, did that make it go away? Did the bill go away? Yeah, it, it was, the, the, the laptop at one point was paying for everyone outside of North America we were paying for all their SMS bills, and the UPS guy was like, bringing <laughs> us boxes They were bringing us boxes. Of, back then, they would bring you your bill with your texts in it. Oh no! So bill, the guy with the bills was like mm, dumping a box, <laughs> and I was like, with the texts. So I just unplugged the. Uh, <laughs> you did unplug the service for everyone. I thought They're I was. Awesome. I thought I was just doing it for Europe, but and so it that no offends <laughs> What was
3: the first tweet that went out?
1: They all they were all the same.
4: Well, so when we, uh, when we first created the, the system, the way we did it is, when you created an account for yourself, it would actually tweet for you. And it would say, just setting up my Twitter, TWTTR. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason it was TWTTR is because we wanted to be very focused on SMS, and we were trying to get an SMS shortcode.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so we tried to get TWTTR as our shortcode, but we learned that mm-hmm. it was owned by teen, teen People. people. We <laughs> weren't willing to give it up, so it was, also we use text TP um, right. instead of TWTTR. We also couldn't,
1: uh, we didn't mm-hmm. want to buy Twitter.com because it was, um, some bir- a bird enthusiast owned it. hmm Later we, later we... You were it. completely against bird enthusiasts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife is... Well, you took him down! <laughs> <cool. So> my, <laughs> wife my
1: wife Disagreed is us. actually a huge bird enthusiast. But, um, <laughs> We eventually bought it. (laughs) We eventually bought it, and we we were able to make the joke that we bought the vowels.
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was the 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 idea of of sending out what was I guess philosophically like just texts uh, via internet. How long before? When did you start? Kind of what did you initially think it was going to be used for, and when did you start seeing? it evolved. Because I think one of the best things about Twitter is that so much of the utility of Twitter has kind of been dictated by your audience. You guys have listened to a lot of that, and I'm sure people always complain when they know who you are, like, "Will you add this? Can you add an edit button? Can you do that?" But you really, it seems like you've listened as, as much as you can and turn it over, and the audience has kind of dictated how it's used. So how did you initially see it being used, and what are you surprised about now?
4: Are we- I think we saw it as something that was fun. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a joy, was a joy of, to
1: use. Yeah, Jack was <laughs> just like, "Wouldn't it be fun if you could just know what everyone was feeling and up to, and sort of get the heartbeat of all your the people you care about without even bothering them?" You know. And it was like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, and we, and we kept we kept riffing on it as well. So like, when so when you created an account, I just saying "You're my Twitter, and I'm going to teach you how to tweet a bit," and then the the next thing was inviting co workers. And then when we sent the invites to everyone else at Audio, and you see this string of chain reactions were just sitting on my Twitter, just sitting on my Twitter. And, and then people got onto it. And that day, we all went home and we were still using it. And we were talking about what was happening at home when we weren't physically together. Yeah. And that, started to feel like magic is like it did bring us closer even though we weren't physically next to each other mm-hmm. and we kept seeing that feeling and uh and that experience again and again and again and this has a great story around the um, very first time i the very first time i
1: i felt like we were onto to something was was when i was um my wife and I had this little tiny 400 square foot house in in Berkeley, and it was a heat wave. And I and I just I'd watched enough Bob Vila as a kid <laughs> to know that when you rip up the carpeting, you reveal the beautiful hardwood floors underneath. Right. So I decided to start in the middle with a big utility knife, and I just cut the carpet, and ripped it like this, and there was no hardwood floor
3: whatsoever. So you just destroyed your carpet.
1: Destroyed my carpet, and but then I had to keep ripping. So I was ripping and ripping and ripping, and. Um, I was sweating, and uh, I was like, God, I made this huge mistake, and I was angry, and I was upset, and then I felt my phone buzz in my pocket, and it was Ev, and his, <laughs> his tweet was, sipping Pinot Noir after a massage in the <laughs> 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 And I just, I, then, and my wife already thought I was crazy, because I was cursing and everything, and then I, was, then I was laughing out loud, and she was like, oh my God, I totally lost it. But because I was laughing out loud, I sort of had this out-of-body experience where I was like, am I laughing out loud from a product we made that we must be on the right track? Because if if you're using it and laughing, then like something's going right,
3: you know. What did you learn from your audio experience that you were able to to use when you started Twitter? For me, it was don't try to do it all. Because we
1: had in, in audio, we had the studio where you recorded, the directory where you tried to find podcasts you like, and like other a lot of other stuff. We were we were just yeah. podcasts complicated. Come. It was just everything, <laughs> and it was way better to just. Why would you record in your browser when you can just record on GarageBand and not crash,
2: you know? <laughs> but going back to the how did it evolve, I think that these early stories were profound and that we felt it was a personal connection between people in real time. That that sounds completely mundane today, and it was profound at the time. And so we were very focused on that, though, the first couple <clears> of <throat> years. If you look at the, the homepage was a way to tell it. Friends, family, and coworkers—what you're up to in real time, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, which is we realized later was a that was cool, and a subset of what this real-time information network could be. And we—that's the thing we started discovering, as it went out into the world, in those early days, was like there's there's uh, wildfires in Southern California, and the fire department is tweeting about where they're at, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with telling your friends and family, but it's actually critical information that we are providing a new way to get out. Or there was an earthquake.
1: For me, there was an, an earthquake. I, I was in, in the BART underground, and I was about to get on that train, and um, I heard people mumbling about an earthquake, and I, and I was like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not getting on this train. And then, or oh, was was already on the train. I was like, I'm going to run off this train. And then my phone was like, dzz, 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 dzz. and it was all these tweets about, ah, it's no big deal. It was Greg Hayward fault. Like, it was at like 1.2 or whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll just stay on the train. And so it saved me from being,
3: like, home late for dinner and stuff. And I was like, that was pretty useful. <laughs> well, I yeah, because I, I, when, when Twitter first started, I think I think maybe you guys had some sort of an integration I think my friends who were in this thing called Human Giant were doing like the MTV Movie Awards or something, and they had all gotten Twitter accounts oh, r- yeah. early yeah. on. Oh, yeah, that
1: was their first like sort of commercial
3: thing. Yeah, out. and I think Aziz was tweeting backstage, and it and and I was reading like oh, there's status updates, you know. But at my first thought was like, well, that'll get old fast. Like, what do you think? What could you possibly say to someone yeah. that, that you need to say all the time? But then I kept reading, and I kept reading, and I kept reading, and, I kept reading and then. And I think in the beginning, it was kind of fun. And I think people were like, oh, it's a silly thing. People were just telling you what they had for breakfast. Right. Then there was an earthquake. That lasted like three, four years, by the way. But, but, <laughs> but I think it went up until, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it was 08 or 09, there was an earthquake in LA. And, of course, all the cell towers jammed. Mm-hmm. And everyone got all of their news on Twitter. And it was the first time that I really felt the sense of, oh, wait, this is actually... This isn't just a, a narcissism tool. This is a real way to get information and find out what people are talking about in real time and get information out as quickly as possible. Did did it, did it ever occur to you that the platform would have such weight to it at any point, or it really just was like, oh, it'll just be silly and fun? Well, and
4: it, and it occurred to me at a certain point. But you got, you you started talking. No, first. but it, it evolves. I mean, as you the other thing that, that I learned from from Odea is was like well, you have to be passionate about what you're building and. We we loved we loved audio, but we weren't broadcasters. We weren't yeah. podcasters. We loved listening to them, and this is something that we just um, Twitter was something that we wanted to use every minute of every day, and just naturally wanted to make better and better and better. And um, and we saw as people got on it, they would use it in all these interesting ways that we weren't predicting, and uh, that that newsworthiness, the assistant journalists, the being in the right moment, uh, being at the right place at the right time. And being able to share what's happening on the ground was phenomenal. And, or in space, or in space, yeah. <laughs> <We're> or off. <laughs> off this planet. Yeah. Um, but just being, you know, that that public uh, <clears throat> by default nature of the service allowed you to really see what the world was saying at any point, and uh, and we saw these interesting behaviors that we made easier and easier and easier as as the service grew. The other thing <clears throat> I was going to say was that. I,
1: when the, the first point where I felt like we truly invented something, some new form of human communication, was when I heard the story of a guy who was at um, a tech conference at a lab pub, and he just wanted to talk to his other tech friends about stuff. And so he he sent out a tweet that says, "How do we go to this other pub down the street?" And in the eight minutes it took him to walk to that pub, it had become full the capacity with a liner on the block. <laughs> and it was because his followers retweeted, like they retweeted the same thing, and then those followers retweeted and so on, so on. And so many individuals suddenly acted as one, like a you know flock of birds going around a tree. It looks so choreographed, so beautiful, but the mechanics of flocking are actually very simple. And um, I was like, when I heard that story, I, I thought to myself, this was just a party scenario, but what if it had been a disaster or something? <clears throat> many, all of a sudden becoming one, and then becoming individuals again. I was like,
3: whoa, there's no other way to do that. When you started to sense that, when you started to sense that there was real social importance behind it, did that change the way you approached your work at that point? Oh, well, we kind of need to really think about this in a grander scale than we, than we had before, and it's not just a frivolous tool. Well, yeah, actually after that is when we formed Twitter Inc.
1: formally, like when we got back. We also won an award at that, te- at that tech conference. And South by Southwest. South South right, right, her, right. Yeah, which is happening. Yeah. So, so basically, um, what happened was we were, we were going into the awards, and just because everybody did, and uh, and then I said to Evan Jacob, I was like, "What if we win an award?" And they were like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "We could win. We might win. We're not prepared to win. I think we we're up for best blog."
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, "What if we win?" Which made no sense, but. Um, unless I talk, we're talking about my blog posts.
3: Um, <laughs> was that what it was? No. Because I really think it might no, be more than sipping the Pinot was rather than your yeah,
1: car. Um, but anyways, I said, what if we win? And I suddenly got this weird feeling like, oh, shoot, we could win. And, and I was like, good point. Jack will speak, you'll write the speech. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and so I was like, how can I write a speech in like five minutes? And so I, I decided to play off the 140 character limit. and I said, I think the speech was, for Jack was, um, I'd like to thank you in 140
3: characters or less, and I just did. We just walked <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. Did you, and you, obviously over the years, and certainly in the news league, we were like, more than 140 characters, more than 140 characters. But I love the economy of 140 characters because I think it, 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 is, it has forced me to not waste words, and it's forced me to economize, and I think it's forced most people to. Not go off in four paragraphs what they could get across
4: in, in, yeah, exactly. one, in one simple idea. There's a poetry to it, but there was a really practical reason as well, which is we had to fit under this 160 character boundary for SMS. And if we could do that, then one tweet would not be broken across multiple text messages, which means right. that when you tweet, you only get you only get one. And we took 20 characters for the uh, for the at name, uh, and then we arrived it. 140, but it was this, you know beautiful. Didn't we take strange. fifteen for the name? And there was like five wasted. Yeah. And I, yeah, and and I once I, I once
1: proposed yeah. it. I once proposed uh, <clears throat> five character ads.
2: And five it didn't be really tricky, <laughs> but it
3: didn't
2: work. We did try it. We had tips yeah. at one point if there are room. Yeah. But the very early version we didn't cut it off. If you entered a, the tweet on the web, we'd send multiple. Text, mm-hmm. and then you would get the second one and you'd assume it was but if there's a delay all, you didn't know who that up. was from. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we made it so it had to be limited one, but it depended on how long your username was. Yeah. So if you had a shorter username, you could actually have like, longer I dates. had one more character than
1: than Jack did because right. I was Biz and he had one more I character one more than me, me because he was Ed. Yeah. It
2: so back. it was your username yeah. plus the colon plus this the space. And then I remember one day Jack just said 140. <laughs> that's it, 140, and that's all it is. I was. Like, well that seems wasteful that you could get a few things in there and we talked about ads or, or yeah. tips. Yeah, right. Which we actually had tips at one point um, for which were as helpful but
3: via SMS because you didn't necessarily know how to do it. Yeah. Well, do you how do you use Twitter? Like what do, what do you how did you when you first started using it, how were you using it and then what does it mean to you now? <clears throat> um it's definitely involved from this very
2: personal, here's what I'm doing. I think the, uh, the very old tweets account is regularly embarrassing because it will retweet very old tweets. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> um, but it was fun. I mean, is when, when you are just talking to your friends or you, your perceptions, you're just talking to your friends, you, you talk differently and you're much more casual than if there's a, a huge audience listening to you. Um, so it's gotten, I think, more formal for me. It's obviously gotten more powerful. Um, I'm a sporadic tweeter, but a very habitual tweet you know, reader and mm-hmm. checker, and it's the main source of news. That is the only consistent source of news I check. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of things to me. It's a it's a utility. It's a it's a broadcast platform. It's still a way that I. Um, private message. What most of the most of the people I know, it's the default connection uh, that I that I use. Sure. I DMs, yeah.
4: What about you, Jack? Uh, it's it is the fastest way that I can learn about what's happening in the world. I mean, it's the first <laughs> thing I check when I wake up, and I go straight to the search tab, and I see the trends, and it's uh, it's it's amazing because you get to see like what everyone's talking about in the instant.
3: When did you figure that out? Because I because that around the time of the earthquake, people were talking about. Twitter's real power being finding out what large people are talking about in real time, exactly like what you're saying. But obviously, I'm, that, that you couldn't have foreseen that right away, right, or did you see that right away?
4: No, I mean, we, uh, we, we saw this global conversation because when we first started uh, on the web, we had this everyone page. Mm-hmm. And you could actually see every tweet from every single person that was using <laughs> the service, and it was updated live. And it was just the most electrifying thing because you could actually see all these things in real time. But you wouldn't know what was truly happening unless you spent some time really going into each one of those and and pausing it a bit. And it wasn't until we acquired some eyes in search um, they had this this interesting trending algorithm. So before you had to follow people and you would hope that they would be reporting or tweeting about what you cared about and what was interesting, what was happening in the world. Trends enabled you to bubble up what people were talking about and so if they were talking about one particular topic or one particular hashtag, you would see it instantly even though you don't follow those people.
2: Right. And that decision to build in search or bring bring in search via SMIs and trends was was based on this observation that Twitter could be on beyond the personal and beyond the social. And so it it is this was this learning process of seeing what people are doing with it, but also saying, well, "What's the what's the most important thing we could create?" And because if it was purely a social network, which you know it was basically classified on as early on, and it is one, um, then you wouldn't necessarily build search or build trends or build the ability to see what the world is talking about. And but that's the direction that we chose to go with those, and then retweets and other things. Um, so, information could spread throughout the system across the boundaries of, of your social connections.
3: It is interesting to see how many things evolved out of Twitter and Twitter's usage that you see on almost all the social networks now. Everyone uses trending, everyone uses hashtags. Where did. Even they... follow was not.
2: Even follow. Yeah. We, I remember these guys. Uh, suggested the term follow, and we debated whether it should be listen or follow or or subscribe. And so or subscribe, but since
1: I was designing the website, I just made it say follow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was
2: that controversial, <laughs> but, but but we did we did Lock talk about whether, room. whether or not it was creepy. I was like, is it creepy to follow someone? I didn't think it was creepy because I was thinking of it like <laughs> news. Like, are you following this
1: story? You know, right, news about this, or like you know, or when when you're talking, which I talk a lot. Are you following me? Are you, are you? Do you follow yeah. me
3: here? But it's not of it like that. But it's a, but yeah. there's also a layer of separ. There is a layer of protection where it doesn't feel like someone's right on top.
1: of I had the an idea course. for a t-shirt at one point. Instead of the, I made multiple t-shirts, but one t-shirt idea was on the back. It would just say, "Are you following me?" <laughs> 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 and uh, and people would just be like, "What does that mean?" Anyway, no, no, now now they no. now But the uh, we also we we designed briefly a feature. <laughs> Remember this? We had following, and then. Um, We had a way to like, we had a little, we had a sun and a moon, and you could, the moon meant like, don't, just don't disturb me with tweets right now. Unless, uh, um, and we had this feature called worship. (laughs) <laughs> and that was like, don't disturb me unless the, one of these three people tweets. Then I definitely want to know. Then you want to know. Those are the people
4: I like worship. You could follow someone or you could worship someone. Yeah, and yeah. you would always get the tweets to your phone. No matter what. No matter what, yeah. if you worship. That's that's right. kind of that's like the, that was weird. That was
3: cultish. So we dropped all that stuff. I think now you can get away with it because people know what the platform is. And I don't think anyone would be like, that was, that's so weird. I mean, I think that's pretty, that's be I mean like a turbo follow. Bit, also you know, the, the, that's like, a better name than worship. Yeah. Turbo <laughs> yeah. follow. The,
1: well, now like the, Phones, phones, do it. They have like a little moon, like nighttime. Yeah, yeah. No nice like, we yeah, we one? built that in,
3: and we. Yeah. It was like satisfied. it's like time to go to bed. Like don't I don't I'll, I'll wait for the tweets tomorrow. Yeah. How what did it? how did someone take an octothorpe and basically create the hashtag revolution? Octothorpe is that the real word? I think that's what that thing, I think that's what that what is. I think it's called an octothorpe. Out. Holy moly! I didn't even know it. I thought it was called an Octothorpe. The- the- shut it down. <laughs> octothorpe. I'm pretty sure it's an octothorpe. <laughs> I'll I'm sure someone on the internet will correct me. I think if I an run. octothorpe is some kind of sea creature that uh, it's a, yeah, is it's bioluminescent. It's and and it also was uh, able to tag other sea creatures. Oh my god, <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy!
4: <laughs> Any octothorpe. sea creature that it's near, it's just easier to catalog. It. You learn something we, new every day. We were we grew up in the time of Flickr, and we were inspired for a lot by Flickr. And there you know through a lot of, of tiny You grew up in the time of Flickr. Grew up in the time of Flickr is, is very influential. Flickr was. We didn't Flicker grow up in the time of Flickr. You did. you did
1: man. <laughs> well, well we, I, don't I know. Like, I'm twenty oh, 25. Oh, 25.
3: You must be twenty-six. Of I think Jack's referring to
1: our ten year old. He's <laughs> for, yeah, referring to Twitter at being ten, you're
4: right. The really? Twitter's a kid. Twitter's
3: like a, Twitter's a ten year old man. Twitter's right. running around trying
4: yeah. to figure that's out. A we, got, we got the uh, the favorite from Flickr. We got the removal of the original vowels. From that's true. We got the, we actually got the terms of service
1: from our lawyers and all they did was copy Flickr <laughs> and put it in. And we
3: were like, okay, here's nine hundred dollars. Wait, it says Flickr. You couldn't <laughs> you couldn't even do a fine and replace? So that's an extra hundred dollars. For a thousand dollars they would have done a fine and replace. Yeah, Flickr was you know I remember that. When 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 I first started getting on Flickr, we're like, wow, this is really. I could see all these other people, yeah, and all the people were tagging your photos, and you're like, this is great. I'm not yeah.
4: do any work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Chris Messina brought it over to Twitter and started using it. The yeah. Octopus. The Octopus and the octoplar octoplar for- work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, he he actually came
1: into our <laughs> office and he was like, I have a good idea. We should put a hashtag in front of a word, and that should mean that should mean you're tagging your tweet, yeah. so that you don't have to constantly say in reference to this, like, if you're at South by Southwest, you can say, the tacos are great, I'm at, at South by Southwest every time, and Right. you just be like, hashtag South by Southwest.
3: It's just like a contextual reference point, which, it's just a nice, it's been a nice anchor, but what, I'm sure you, uh, because you're obviously like a comedy guy, you, you are. The comedy guy, I mean that in the best possible okay. way, but comedy, because comedy guys are hard working guys. Comedy guys are hardworking guys, but all of my friends who were like, when like when the standups start, when we all got on Twitter, and uh, that using the hashtag became a way to basically like a parenthetical for a joke or a way to contextualize yeah. a joke. so well, It's it also ironic really comedy tool. People are using their text messages now yeah. just for like irony. Yeah, you know, like
1: hashtag I'm stupid and whatever after you say something. You know? I,
3: I, when, I, when I first started I using when I first started using the hashtag outside Twitter. Just to be snarky, I would hashtag something, and I would, then I would. The second hashtag would be like hashtagging outside of Twitter, or just a hashtag, and then the word hashtag. I kind of
1: wish every hashtag That's everywhere awesome.
3: just worked, just actually did link you know, back
1: to Twitter, like in in email, in. In text and everything, I wish they really
3: did work. God, I guess you can't copyright that when that happened. I mean, that is that do, oh, that is an interesting question. It would just be cool if they if they all worked across platforms, then you really get some cool. Does that does that bother? Do you ever feel like Ugh, when you see features nah. that you got that are you just happy that it's out in it's the world? Great. Yeah, it's awesome. Like follow, hashtag. Uh, Twitter is a true original.
4: Like uh, everything, <laughs> no, it, it has. Like we we created so much, and the, and the people using our platform created so much, and it's. On beyond Twitter into culture, it's inspiring. It's huge. Do, are there? I'm sure you guys must get asked all the time, you know, for like people starting
3: up companies because you've ultimately you've achieved what anyone would want to achieve if they if they were in Silicon Valley and they wanted to start something. So, what is it? What was the most important thing about this experience that you learned that you would pass on to people? Well, I, what Jack said before
1: is, I, I the, if I'm only given a chance to give one piece of advice to somebody uh, who wants to be an entrepreneur. I always say you have to be emotionally invested in what you're doing, which means like love what you're doing because we were just told Twitter is terrible, stupid, worst idea ever. Um,
3: From the internet? No, yeah. it's usually such a positive support structure. Somebody's even
1: said some, at one point somebody said Twitter is the Seinfeld of the internet. It's a it's a website about nothing, and I put that on the rotating testimonials for the front page. I thought it was a compliment. <laughs> I, <laughs> was I was excited. Like, a hit show. <laughs> and and everyone's like, you know, that's supposed to be a dig. I was like, what do you mean? Seinfeld's huge. So if you're emotionally messed, those things just wash over you, and you keep working on it. Right. And if
2: you're not, then you're like, ah, oh, everybody's right. This thing, I should just move on. But the other thing to add to that is be emotionally invested, but but just follow your gut in terms of what you're creating. Create the thing that you want to exist in the world and know how to make it better based on your own usage of that. Yeah. Not that, I mean, it's a combination, obviously, of, of that and listening to users. But when you're, if you do too much just listening to people, if we, if we did mostly listening to people, Twitter wouldn't have been, uh, at, you know, it wouldn't, have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been, because it was clearly a silly idea. Yeah. Um, but it's that, how, to, which you always have a thousand different options about what to do next. And it's not like Twitter was, was born and suddenly it was a hit and fully formed. It took months of iteration, actually before that South by Southwest, before there was really any growth. And then every month and every year since, there's been, okay, what do we do now? Because it always has to change and evolve. How it changed and evolves, you have to, especially very early on, this becomes less as you grow, but very early on, it's what do I want, or what do we want as a team? What's working for us is your is your primary barometer, and then you put it out in the world, and then you see how people are rea- reacting and, and responding to it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the idea, it's interesting, i would never thought of it this way before, but <clears throat> if you are innovating, it's very difficult to listen to other people because you're making a thing they've never seen, yeah. so how could they possibly tell you what to do with it? Right. Uh, how do you when you first start something? It's obviously very exciting because you know there's that. It's terrifying. Honeymoon. It's terrifying, but there is that kind of like sexy honeymoon period. It's like oh, we're doing this new thing. Then when you get past that, how do you maintain? Like how, how how do you keep it like a fun, sexy process when it's not brand new anymore? When you when it's when you just have to keep it going.
4: I think uh, the team. I mean, it's just you want to you want to work with people that you love working with and. And Biz was great at this. Uh, whenever there was a, whenever we had a stressful moment in the company, he always lighted it up a bit and reminded us of why we're here and what we're doing and, and really gave us a whole lot of purpose. And he, was, he always said Twitter is a triumph of humanity and really made the work, even though it started in a very lightweight way, made the work feel tangible and real and important and something that, that mattered. Um, but at the same time, we should be having fun with it. We should, we should, you know, we should have some joy in the work and, and make it feel great. Because otherwise, we're not going to do the right things.
1: Yeah, we used to have a, <clears throat> every Friday we would have what we call tea time. Because Jack thought we would just sit down and have tea. But there was beer <laughs> in the fridge, so we actually had beer. We still call it tea time. time. We still call it tea time. But uh, what we would do at tea time is we would show, we would stop working, we would show everybody look what people are doing. Not like, celebrate ourselves, but we would celebrate what people were doing. It's better like, look, they self-organized and gave to this charity, or look at this woman, like, crashed your bike in the middle of nowhere and she tweeted for help and she got help. And we would celebrate those types of things. And so people would feel like our work is important just by coming into the building, I'm already doing something important, plus the work. And then Jack, Jack always kept things fresh by being, by saying like, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to just tear things down and try new things. Like, nothing should be sacred, you know? So the the team was always encouraged to just be like, what if we did this and this and this and this and this? And so you get a lot of cool ideas that way instead of trying to like, don't touch anything because it's working. So you don't know? be afraid to take risks. So don't be afraid to fall down. You've got to change it. Yeah, I always say that you have to be willing to. <laughs> fall. We did fall <laughs> <event. So we laughs> down a lot. And I sort of turned it into like a joke. And people, I think I think it actually worked well for us. Like, it broke so much. And people complained so much that it was broken. That people were like, what's breaking? I want
2: to check out this <laughs> thing that sucks so much. But, um. So the, yeah, Jeff Bezos says that's why he invested was because... Twitter kept kept failing and yet it was growing and popular and he said, well, you must be on to something then.
3: Yeah, <laughs> may I invest? Well, so if you, is there something that at the time you considered like, oh, this is a tremendous fail, but in retrospect was maybe one of the better things that happened? Um, hmm.
1: Well, just it's more like in general. you know I, I, I found a stock photo of a, of a, a bunch of little birds lifting up a whale and I put it I put it up for like you know, like technical difficulties. I'm right. like, We're working on it. It's a big job, but we're working together. Later on and later on Ev pointed out that the birds were all
3: flying in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like per- I was like, that's actually perfect. I mean the, the fail whale became pretty like it, it was what I think was so great about it is that you didn't get pissed off when it happened he's like, Oh this is a get this adorable whale Well actually early on we got this great
1: things they were just magical. Like, um, Whenever a big event was gonna come up, we knew we were gonna have to like stay up late and bolster things and try to figure out what might go wrong. And one time we got, we were all in the office working late before at Macworld. Huge nerd fest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've been to, I went to Las and, um,
4: it we, wasn't just macro, well, It was when they announced when when Steve Jobs announced the iPhone, then.
1: yeah, two thousand seven. So we knew yeah. that was going to be. Well, we didn't know. I don't. Did we know about the iPhone? Was it? I don't know. I don't, the point is, we knew that we're, a lot of people were going to be tweeting, <clears throat> and so we were staying up late. And then a pizza showed up, and then another, and then another. And I was like, Who's who's ordering all these pizzas? And it turns out, Twitter. The people who were using Twitter and loved Twitter. We're having pizza sent to our office because they knew we were probably up late working. Oh,
3: that's so nice! It was so awesome.
4: That was the coolest thing. Even even when we did and we did work during that fail during. and go down. We just had so much love and so much passion for what we were building, and, and so much patience as well um, to make sure. People that we, stuck we with us. Clones
1: came up everywhere, and people were like, eh, "We like these guys that don't quite know what they're doing." <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I think that that is more relatable than like a giant mega corporation who's trying to basically like, how do we get this audience? Well, but, but you guys were building community from the ground up. Yeah, I actually think there is some value in
1: showing vulnerability. You know, it's like you're human. Okay, like, we're just a bunch of people yeah. trying to work on a free thing for you.
2: These guys put their cell phone number on the website the very first
1: yeah. version. Yeah, I had an old guy call me on a, really early on a Saturday morning like, listen, my church told me to get on this thing. And... uh <laughs> I finished. I did your word puzzle. And I was like, "What is he talking about?" Because I, I had had this idea for a game over Twitter that day before, and I was like, "Did we build that?" <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, he means captcha. He means he solved the captcha." That's really funny. <laughs> and, so he proved that he was not a robot. Yeah. So <laughs> I had, what he did. I had to like go through. My wife was like, who are you talking to?" And I was like, "Don't worry
3: about it." And then we eventually took our. Phone numbers off the website. Change, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good idea. But it's I want to get to some some user questions. But it's so funny how I, I imagine you're in this sometimes, I'm not sure it must feel like a no one situation where people expect the platform to evolve. But then when you change things, people get so into their ritual. It's like when you went from stars to hearts, it's like people melted down. It's like, but it's still the same functionality. Like, why? Yeah, except now, there's a huge, giant heart in the
1: lobby of Twitter. Yeah. See it? Yeah. And it's constantly pulsating because people are constantly clicking the heart. So um, people love the heart. <laughs> also, <laughs> Ev said something funny. He was, I was like, that thing's constantly pulsating, because somewhere, someone's always clicking the heart. And he was like, if that stops beating, we literally. <laughs> 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 so
3: it's a Twitter has become such and once that once that stops, it's all over. This is from uh, Mike Chaffee. Uh, what day-to-day uses for Twitter by folks you may consider less techie amaze you most, aside from breaking news?
1: Well, the one I always go back to, which is kind of ancient now, is it's like my favorite tweet. Um, uh, Ev's yeah. wife, Sarah, well, that, that was cool, too. He was kind of a techie, but Ev's wife, Sarah, when they were having their first baby, she, just, she wrote a, a short tweet that said, Dear Internet, my water just broke. <laughs> I love that because I I knew they were going to have a baby and it was just like oh my this is so cool now I know like she's gonna have a baby it was really nice and you, she's not a techie she's an
3: artist do you ever feel like sometimes almost like with uh, because you know they're, they're, people get super they just their faces are in their phones so much of the time do so you ever feel like sometimes like you have to be like the alcohol industry where it's like drink responsibly you know don't <laughs> yeah be careful I, with your social media uh,
1: yeah I mean there's a lot of things in Twitter now like just. Catch up, or go to Twitter Moments and just kind of scan it and stuff like that, instead of just be on your phone all day long. Yeah, there was a great picture that was circulating on the internet for a while, like a long, like maybe last year, and it was a it was a train stop, and everyone everyone at the train stop was looking at their phone, and then there was one guy who was just walking and not looking at his phone, and the mm-hmm. caption was. What the f is this guy looking at? The world.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Boring. Uh, this is it. This is from uh, Khalil Mans. How do you make communities uh, easier for new users to join? That's it,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Um That's that's been something that's been pretty phenomenal to watch on Twitter. It's just how communities. Emerge out of nothing, usually around a hashtag. Like people just by join by using a hashtag, they suddenly enter into a conversation around a, a community. I
3: imagine there's a hashtag yeah. Octothorpe performing <laughs> right now. There must be. There, there must be an Octothorpe is. hashtag out there. Yeah. Think, instead of saying hashtag, I just be like, "Oh, Octothorpe love Twitter." Right? <laughs> so just trying to make it as clunky as possible. A lot of people are asking questions about the character limit. Um, Roy Clemenston uh, at Roy BQ, like three or four people, are like what about more? What about 150? And, and we sort of grazed it earlier. And I know you open that up for DMs, which is phenomenal, by the way. But w- why is it important for you to keep it as economical as possible?
4: I think the brevity is, is very important. And that, that poetry, that like natural like of the moment kind of poetry and feeling is really important. But it also creates this behavior where people are using it to point attention to all these interesting things. And uh, and that's been that's been awesome to see over time.
1: Well, it's it's daunting to
4: to some time to some people. It's 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 comforting
2: knowing that that's all you have to write. Right. Also, it yeah it it's if you could craft the great American novel on Twitter, it would be some people would and it'd be amazing. And then everybody else would be like, well, I can't do that. I just, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. So it'd be off putting. I think just keeping
3: it simple. This is the best way to go. I do think people sometimes forget that too much choice is too much for the human oh, brain. Like you so get true. stressed by, because ah, it just feels like What a mess. should I do? Yeah. 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 What do I. I mean, there are, some, there are some other social networks that you go on to and a bunch of people have written, like, a dissertation. You're like, I can't deal with that right now. Yeah, like a long email. You just sort of look, look at the first yeah, thing. Right. You're like, well, I'll skip to the
1: end. Oh, I want to be verified. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The, the war for verification was so crazy. And, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was, but Twitter was very kind to... It's funny, like a lot of the, because at the time I I was writing for Wired and I was doing more tech stuff, and Twitter really adopted a lot of the tech, the tech nerds who got huge followings, like Veronica Belmont and Ryan Block and Felicia Day and Will Wheaton and me, and so you you guys, you threw us, or someone did, threw us on this suggested user list before it was an algorithm. Yeah. That it was just like a curated moral mistake, by the way. But God, what, what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, of course. No, well,
1: no, 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 I'm it your fault. No, it, <laughs> it was. He means it was a mistake because it's much better <clears throat> for people to naturally be attracted to you, and those are the those are the followers you really want, rather than like, hey, follow this guy. Okay, click. Okay, whatever you put in front of me, I'll click. I don't know who he is, but I'll follow him because you said. Right. You know, it's much better to it, rather than having a million of those. It's better to have like ten thousand people who actually sought you out on purpose and followed you because
3: those people really. Philosophically, I agree with you, but narcissistic. You want I the number <laughs> <at you. laughs> Anytime you give someone a number, they want it to go up. Well, yeah, and then yeah. you know, it's like it, it became so, it was such an ego thing, particularly in the performer community for so long about how many followers There's a, yeah, and people yeah. would go how many followers and yeah. it's, it's interesting now that the entertainment industry looks at those metrics and that's actually a thing they go well this person has this many followers so we should probably work with them it's well like, it's also woven into contracts now like how many how many followers you have it's like we'll give you an extra 10 grand if you tweet this yeah exactly like, Yeah, exactly. that was a whole other thing of monetizing tweets tweets for a while that people I mean I know some people still do it but there were a whole like there were ads being served right, and a lot of rules with that I mean it's you know, are there are there darker sides? And you're like, I kind of wish it hadn't evolved in that direction, or are you pretty much fine with everything?
4: That's, I mean, it's it's a reflection of the world, mm-hmm. people share their thoughts and, and what they think and their emotions, and the amazing thing is we have, we have ten years of sentiment of emotion yeah. all now archived to the Library of Congress. It's true. We could go back. Yeah, the Library of
1: Congress. We did a deal with them early to to archive all the tweets, the public tweets, so that. Because they, they were thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could have known what everyone was thinking in the eighteen hundreds and through the nineteen hundreds, <laughs> and that, and that. Now for the last 10 years, we can go back, we can know what people were thinking five years ago. I'm so glad that
3: the Library of Congress has my old tweet of uh, diarrhea is the jazz of poop. I'm really (laughs) excited about that. I'm really excited that that's in the Library of Congress. Uh, This is from Brian Koppelman. Jack, I love Twitter as is. Why not promote grow lists so users curate their own timelines
4: to their specs? lists are great. Um, I I, I use them a lot. Moments is actually uh, an evolution of, of collections, uh, and uh, and uh, another evolution of obliques, so that people can see it in a more visual way and in a fast way. So we're always looking to to make sure that the, the fundamentals that we started with, we get better and better, and we make we build more utility into it. Excellent. This is from uh, Dave Elliott uh, at the underscore Iceman 2288.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is like 50 characters. <laughs> uh but I'm curious, do you guys say the at sim- I always say the at symbol before I say someone's username, or do you just say their username?
4: I say the at.
3: Uh, I say the, the, at, at, the at, too, ad. because otherwise it might be their actual
1: name. That's weird. I mean, because we, when, you know... Unless it's Ev or Jack. Cause it's, right, because they're, they're, they're your friends. Right. Well, also, like, I don't call them at Jack. I say Ev. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, you know, when we just uh, show the name for Comedy Central at midnight, we created the show a few years ago, it felt it was originally originally a pilot called Tweeter Dome, and it was all Twitter centric games. And then we were like, well, we should expand it so any social community can be involved because we, you know right. let's just make it about the way that people interact with the with the internet. And we you know we so I said, well, we should put, the name of the show should also be the hat, should also be the at name that'll tell you that's an internet based show and yep. it's also the time. So even just something cool. as simple as a username can inform so much about. You know, like what? It's not just a person's name. It can really be. Right. How do you How do you see it in terms of like integration with with brands? Are there wise things that you see people do or companies where you're like, yeah, maybe that's well, not. Well, there's the a lot of newscasters news. and stuff that right, write on on the thing that the whatever that's
1: called that they put on bottom. Oh, of the like news while you are talking. Yeah. It says like their name and then it says at. Whatever, and yeah. so you, you know right away, like oh, you can follow them on Twitter too. Yeah, that was amazing to see,
4: like the first time we saw the app names and the, mm-hmm. and the hashtags on television. Yeah, showing up on TV, we were like, whoa! And also nice. physically around the world too, because you knew exactly where it was. You knew that it was on Twitter. You knew how to get to it, and it was it was just it was amazing. Uh,
3: so at uh, the Iceman twenty two eighty eight, when are we going to get an edit button? This person mm. wants an edit button. Mm. Never heard that request before. Hey. That's yeah. so strange. You yeah, yeah never heard, heard
2: that before. before
4: so. yeah. forget more well, I guess, uh, right?
2: uh, yeah. Just Put that in uh, <laughs> a List of ideas.
4: Well,
1: we can put a button in there. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, a button.
3: Just to make if it makes it feel people feel better, just put an edit button.
4: But then you can only edit whatever is in the button. Yeah, yeah. it's a literal the edit button. You it's can a edit literally, button. It's it's a button. It's, it's an interesting thing though. That, I mean, I think the way we used it. Initially it was more ephemeral. It was more like of the moment and you didn't really think about these things were going to stick around for a while and they needed to edit it. It was was something that I just, it was consciousness. You know, you just kept, uh, you kept sharing what you were thinking. So back then it wasn't around, um, editing. It was just like this of the moment thing. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and it's tricky, by the way, this, I mean, people ask this all the time. We, we shouldn't, um, Trivialize it but obviously one of the biggest things I've learned about the internet after helping people put their thoughts on it for 20 years is people regret putting their thoughts on the internet and So at blogger many years ago, it was hard by default your your blog post showed up with your name And then we got all these frantic emails. Like, oh my god How do I get my name off the internet attached to my thought right? Um, and so we had to build that then but the um, the idea of an edit button seems trivial, but then People respond to your tweet, and you are yeah or retweet it, and you know, retweet them. it, and then you change it. It actually has has many complications to it that people don't necessarily think about. So, not that not that uh, it's impossible or that it shouldn't be done, but I just want to point out every every decision like that just so people know is has very broad implications, mm-hmm. not only technically but but behaviorally, and and changes the nature of everything. Yeah, I could be.
1: I could say I love Jack, and then everyone would be like, "Oh, that's great!" And I could like, "Biz said loves Jack," and retweet, 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 and then t- go edit and say, "I hate Jack," and everyone's like, "Why? Is, why does everyone retweeting this? Like, <laughs> this is a mean thing to say." Right. You know? I mean, it's just it, it, it's right. true stuff so up. better delete it. Yeah. And, and, do and then tweet I Start it. over.
3: Well, I think that's what you know because uh, when you're dealing with that many millions, hundreds of millions of people, and you Obviously care about what you're doing. It's kind of funny that I guess sometimes people go, "Oh, they probably didn't think of this." It's exactly. like, but all you do is think about yeah. this stuff all day <laughs> for so, ten years. So how I'm do you about how that. do you not get jaded when you're working so hard to create something that you obviously care about, and then people yell at you and say, "Like you're dumb because you didn't do this." It's like yeah, we did. I just you don't understand all the details. No, of but
1: it. when they do that, they're passionate about it, and that means they like it's it. So I'd rather have maker. people hate like you're stupid you don't do this but they're still passionate about the product or have people be like I love this I love this the in between of just I don't care what you do is the worst (laughs) yeah you don't want people to be apathetic yeah I'd rather rather they'd be really pissed or they'd be really happy but not in between like whatever you do
3: is fine who cares it's better that way it's like there's a lot more energy there so just sort of going down, uh, I'll just ask you guys a couple more questions and then we'll release you back into the, into the wilds of Twitter. Catch but, and release. <laughs> this is the catch and release program. Um, I think I'm going to mount you though. I'll just put my mount you up on the mantelpiece and Whoa, keep if, you nice. just if you edit that after the first thing, it's <laughs> going to be weird. This is where I would need a Twitter edit feature. Yeah. This is where I would need no, a Twitter I mean, edit feature. the periscope. The periscope. You period. just pointed at him and said. I'm going to mount you. I, I meant as in taxidermy. I didn't mean any other which way. Isn't, you isn't might which isn't weird thing. at all. Which you might... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both <the> options are a <laughs> little like, why would you say <laughs> that to him? Uh, just <laughs> I kind of uh, just, your body yeah. language just changed. <laughs> <laughs> I just got very protective. Yeah, uh, thanks, fine. Yeah, more don't,
2: more don't, more no, screens. no, no,
3: no. Give me that. No. Um, what are you? This is very
1: real time and live. Yeah, these, by the way. these are this just is how we do it. Twi- this is really how we do it. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, no servers. It goes right to our
3: printer. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those. It's one of those uh, old timey, like old timey, where it's just the cards <laughs> come out. <laughs> 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 it's just the blinking yeah. lights. Yeah, the telegram. It's a telegram. It's a, a like a like an Altair eight thousand eight hundred might be a fun computer that you could reference. Um, what the? Which I just did. Which I just did. What? What are you most passionate about now? What are you most passionate about on Twitter about? I mean, w- within Twitter, what are you passionate about?
4: Uh, the The speed, the speed and simplicity of being able to see the world. I mean, it's it's we we break news ten to fifteen minutes before any other service, and it's it's right from the streets. It's right from the source. Like it's a very authentic and genuine voice, and uh, you can you know it just makes you so much closer to where something is happening and, and it's an amazing opportunity to learn about the world and that the learning that twitter provides on a daily basis uh through the tweets but also through periscope um is just phenomenal
1: the same thing for me we, um, jack and i had a meeting really early on like 2008 or something with reuters Mm-hmm. We're. It's a funny story. We were totally drunk, but um, <laughs> I, I pitched them. I was like, "What if? What if we gave you just a feed of everything that's going on right now in the world?" And Jack was like, "We don't have that." I was like, "Don't want that. You'll miss." <laughs> and, and the guy was like, "Whoa! Like, let me bring in my other guys." And so, I because now it has become that it's become the world's terminal for breaking news, and it's like it's so exciting to see that happen. To go on moments in the morning and just scan it and be like, okay, cool, I know what's going on, um, or it, anything like he said, anything that's breaking, it's finally like it's finally there. There's finally hundreds of millions of people on all around the world saying what's going on right now, whatever they're seeing. It's not just these isolated moments of like, oh my God, a plane landed in the Hudson. It's that's happening every day somewhere. We get to have a conversation about it as well.
2: But, yeah, and then right. you can yeah follow up. There. And what we can do with that, we've only scratched scratched the surface of. If there's there's these hundreds of millions of tweets a day talking about what's happening, it's going beyond just the the people you follow and how you know when you happen to dip your toe into that stream, using the the intelligence of of that network and intelligence of all these brains to actually serve people and make it useful. Not just about sucking up their time and, and consuming more information, but what can we do for you today that makes your life better by, by giving you, telling you something you didn't know right now or giving you the opportunity to connect to someone, be they next door around the world. There's still so much we can do that we, that hundreds of people in this building are working on. I'm really excited to see what's next.
3: Uh, so, as we're winding this down, is there a, any kind of common misconception about Twitter that you want to clear up? Like maybe something you see a lot of that you want to you wanted to say to a lot of people at once? Like, no, it's this instead of this. Is there anything you can think
4: of? You have to tweet to get any value out of it. I mean, I think that the value starts in what Ev said. You get to you get to see the world and you get to learn about it, and we can present to you this really unique perspective. That you won't find anywhere else, and it's not necessarily the, you know, the f- the friends that you bring to Twitter, the f- or the or the people that you know in real life. It's who you're introduced to, It's who you're introduced to because you're interested in a particular idea or a topic or a community, and the social relationship that you build off that is is really really compelling. Yeah, that was always
1: frustrating to me when, when we were counting the tweets and the number of people who signed up to tweet and I said like look you don't need to know how to code to use the internet and if we if we if we counted all the tweets that got read whether it's on twitter or third party applications or tv or newspapers or the radio like if we there's billions and billions of tweets being looked at every day so like you know We'd have a we have we have a viewership of something like 22 billion views a day or something like that. I mean that's pretty good for. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. That's for not bad.
3: And where do you see it all? Where do you see it all going? Do you see it? I mean, obviously, Twitter has evolved from basically an SMS tool to its own thing. So where do you see that? Like integrating it into. I don't know, wearable technology or AR or like, like how do you how do you see Twitter evolving and, and weaving into the way that people live their lives in the future?
4: The amazing thing is it fits everywhere. I mean, it goes into every medium that's created. So whether it's VR down the line or video, like the, the idea of being able to instantly broadcast your, your thoughts and, and seeing the world in real time and having a conversation is everywhere. Historically, um, like <clears throat> throughout history, when you get
1: the information first, you win. That's like financial markets. That's other things. Like you get it first, you're ahead. You can make the decision before anyone else. So it's it's got value no matter where you put it. Um, and that speed is important. Like yeah, we can we can break and tell you first. There can be an earthquake in San Jose, and someone can tweet about it, and you can be up
3: here in San Francisco and say, "Get ready, everybody." So two more questions. One of them being again, to people who are starting up their own thing, you guys achieved this incredible success. I know, I see you, I see you over there. Hang on. Uh, what, she's starting up a helicopter? She's starting <laughs> up a helicopter, she's just gone through the roof, she's just gone through the roof. Because uh, I, I, These last two questions I think are really, really important, and the one being, for, for startups now, for people who are embarking on their, their Twitter, once you became very successful, How did that, you know, how were you able to sort of maintain that mentally? Like, when when the thing did happen that you wanted to happen and it exceeded all of your expectations, how did you stay grounded? Well, first of all, I would say, you know, it probably isn't going to work out.
1: I mean, like, everyone's like, oh, Twitter, you did it in your mom's basement, first thing you did, total success. Like, not really. I like to say it takes 10 years, a lot of hard work, and a lot of luck to become an overnight success. So there's that. And then what, if you are lucky enough to have right time, right people, right place, right idea, um, then you just have to, like like I said, be emotionally invested and make it better every day, just every day make it better. Be emotionally invested and that's how you, that's the only way you're gonna be able to get
3: through it. Uh, in the 10 years, in the, I've been on since like 08 I think, um, One of the most special things to me was I'm getting my mom on Twitter. My mom loves Twitter. She swears about sports. She's got a ton of followers. And also when my dad passed away, it was such a, I just quickly tweeted, like, you know, please just, I need to take some time off my dad. And the overwhelming amount of support from people just from that made me feel, it it was such a comforting experience. What are each one of you, like, your favorite experiences? Do you have one particular favorite experience in the last 10 years? I mean, like I said, mine was uh,
1: when Sarah said that on the on Twitter, but um, it just also when when we had our boy, you know. I think I, I I must have tweeted something out. I mean, the first thing he did after coming out was he his little hand grabbed my grabbed my finger, and I think I tweeted that out. I'm not sure. But uh, it was, he had a grip, too. Um, (laughs) But I mean, like, we've all, you know, Evan and I have become fathers since
3: starting Twitter. Just so much has happened, you know, in the last 10 years, it's been amazing well congratulations um, I hope we're sitting here again in 10 more years or at least on some sort of a neural or game. at least you know with taxidermy yeah, yeah today I will be taking you home I'm not sure if I can get around the carry on rule but, uh, but anyway you're leaving with me and there's nothing you can do about um, it but I want to thank uh, Jack and Biz and Ev I mean like I said everything that I do and everything that most people do would not have existed without Twitter and I'm so appreciative and I know you guys work and I know you care about it, so I care and I know other people care. Thank you so much. And uh, happy Thank happy you. Twitter day. Happy uh, use the hashtag happy love twitter. Birthday. You'll happy get a little birthday. heart and a little Oh yeah, oh yeah, now we can sing the happy birthday song because it's no, now in public domain. It's it public, is, domain it really yeah. public domain now. Public domain, yeah. They 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 it away from those ladies who are trying to I order the birthday market. Right. Thanks All everyone for watching. Take care. Bye bye.
1: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.